Michelle Constant on SAFM. You are with SFM 104 to 107. Don't forget, if you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can SMS us with SMS rates applying on 41391, 41391. You can also WhatsApp us on 0614104107. And then, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at SAFM Radio, hashtag SAFM Jet Set Breakfast, or at Mish Constant. And, of course, you're welcome to go the old-fashioned phone route, which is just as good, and call us on 0891-104-207. All of the deets for you if you'd like to participate throughout the show and also take part in the 52-week challenge, which comes up a little later. Now, there's a book by the author called Ian McEwan called Machines Like Me, and it talks about a world where robots and artificial intelligence are simply part of our world. He talks about a robot which uh, is manufactured, and it's a manufactured human with intelligence, good looks, believable motion, and shifts of expression. Of course, it becomes morally ambiguous because you have to start thinking about uh, your relationship with that particular character, robot, And what is that relationship? So there's a survey of public attitudes to these kinds of intelligences and technologies that's taking place in countries around the world, including South Africa, asking the question is, how do you feel about robots that look and behave like humans? On the line is Professor Philip Bray, Professor of Philosophy of Technology at the Department of Philosophy at the University of Twente in the Netherlands. Heel bedankt, Prof. Breed. Echt leuk om jou te praten. <laughs> Heel leuk, Michelle. <laughs> uh, nice to talk to you. Prof. Bray, uh, what an interesting question. And it is a question that has been coming up in fiction. And now, of course, with this particular question, you are taking it to see how people really feel about it. What's coming up with this uh, study? Yes, well, we looked at uh, people's perceptions uh, of robots and of artificial intelligence. These two often go together. I mean, we right now uh, have a lot of attention uh, in Europe and in the United States uh, of artificial intelligence. Everybody's talking about the new AI revolution, and robots are part of that. And people are fearful of it, but they're also excited about it. So you talk about people being fearful about it. One of the questions that you asked was um, whether people would be accepting of the idea of having a robot as a romantic partner. What came out with that? Yeah, so that's one of the applications that are being envisioned of robots. I mean, we already have uh, sex robots, and if robots become more intelligent... Uh, we may eventually have very sophisticated robots that people actually want a relationship with. But some people like that, but many people don't. Yeah. And do they say why? Well, uh, our survey didn't really uh, study that, but we did do panels of citizens as well, where we asked people about their reasons. Yeah. So then uh, a lot of people didn't like it because they said, well... um, it's not real, of course. Um, uh, robots don't have real human emotions. They don't have real human feelings. And um, they shouldn't have. Yeah. And then other people said, well, no, I'm okay with that. Uh, I'd, like, I'd like an adventure. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with wanting an adventure. So, Prof, you know, there is a theory, and I think it was, um, it comes out of Japan many years ago, called the Uncanny Valley. 
And really, it's a graph which shows our mistrust of artificial intelligence. And I'm sure you're aware of it. And as you go into the sort of valley of the graph, the closer a robot looks to human, the more our anxiety increases. Did you find that with regards to the survey? Absolutely. Uh, people really don't like the idea of robots uh, looking like humans. I mean, people are generally uh, slightly positive about uh, the, the robot revolution. Uh, they're worried about their jobs. Uh, that is for, for sure. They're worried about losing control, but they're also excited about robots. However, if these robots are made to look like humans, most people are quite negative about that. So let's have robots, but but let's not make them look like human beings. <laughs> so are we more concerned that it's going to look like human beings and a robot which looks like us may take away our control? Well, in either case, even if the robot does not look like a human, if it's intelligent, it yeah. may still take away control, right? Mm. Um, but if it then also looks like a human, then we feel we may be replaced. Yeah. What about robotic pets? I know that that's already uh, taking place. The Sony, what's it called? The Sony Ibo. Yeah, pets uh, are a very interesting uh, phenomenon because uh, young kids grow up with uh, these robot pets, and what's striking is that many of them feel that the pet is alive, and it's also worrying because will these kids in the future still see the distinction sure. between a robot and a human being if they have learned that these robotic entities are alive. Sure, sure. So, uh, Prof, I suppose uh, what one has to ask you is, having done the, um, prod- uh, the study, you've, you've, you've spoken to more than 11,000 adults from a variety of countries. What's your sense geographically about how people feel? And what do you feel are the broader outcomes of the study? Right. So you do see a lot of differences in in attitudes between countries. So um, we have countries that uh, where the people are very optimistic about this new technology. South Korea was really um, the most optimistic country. They they love robots. They love artificial intelligence. So it was the only country where often there was a net positive. And then there are other countries, um, Germany, France, where they're really much more worried about all these developments. And South Africa was often a bit uh, in the middle. (laughs) That's us. Always in the middle. No, seriously, though. Prof, do you think that religion has anything to do with this? Yeah, it may well. It may well. Uh, But it's it's hard to say. We haven't measured that. But certainly religious attitudes, um, I think we we did see more positivity among youth. Yeah. And um, I guess we did have a couple of questions about religion where we did see slightly less positive attitudes of people that were very religious. Yeah. You know, um, you talk about the question that was asked about would you have a um, romantic relationship with a robot or a romantic partnership with a robot and how people responded. I mean, obviously, in your your notes, and I'm seeing this here, 6 and 10 said they were strongly opposed to the idea of allowing robots as romantic partners. What is kind of interesting is what I mentioned right up front is the idea of how this does become morally ambiguous. And Ian McEwan in his book Machines Like Me talks to that and he raises the issue of can you murder 
a robot. I wonder if, as uh, someone who is in the, a professor of philosophy of technology, if you could maybe talk to that a little. Well, um, I think people are murdering robots all the time, but, but they're virtual robots, right? In computer games that we play, uh, all these virtual characters, they're, they're like software versions of robots. And, um, yeah, uh, this, this, these things, things happen. But if we do have uh, a humanoid robot that uh, is intelligent, then murdering it will seem like a very realistic thing. And... Um, uh, if that's something that people want to do, what does that say about their relationship with human beings? Yeah. I mean, it's complicated, and certainly in the book, and that's, I think, why I love the book, it does raise all sorts of issues about the fourth industrial revolution and how we look at ourselves, not simply, as you say, just at robots, but uh, at our own humanity as well. Indeed. And, uh, of course, until recently... We were the only species with advanced intelligence, and we were in, we were in control of the world uh, in many ways. And now suddenly we have this new species, the robot, uh, the intelligent robot, that uh, matches in some ways our intelligence, and that may take over some of that control, and people do feel threatened by that. Finally, Prof, I do have to ask you, what's your take on it as a, a professor in this uh, space, someone who's researching it, but what's your personal space and personal thought? Well, my take is especially that we have to consider the social, ethical, and human rights implications of this new robot and artificial intelligence revolution. So we have to really create more public awareness of it. We have to think about the future impacts, and then we have to have strong ethical guidelines that guide the development of this new technology. Professor Bray, if people want to see the study from the Siena Project, how do they do it? Okay, it's uh, quite easy. You go to um, www.sienabarproject.eu, and there we have uh, various links to download pages where we have this report and many others uh, about um, new technology, uh, other surveys, uh, ethical studies, so, yeah, it's yeah. all there. So that's Siena, is that bar or dash? Um, it's, um, it's Siena, but yeah, it's, 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 it's the dash. upper one. Yeah, okay, cool. Thanks very much. Prof. Philip Ray, hail Bedantor, and uh, we wish uh, you all the very, very best in this research that you're doing, Professor of Philosophy of Technology at the Department of Philosophy at the University of Twente in the Netherlands. Siena-project.eu.org. Go and look it up, S-I-E-N-N-A, which looks at how people expect both society and their lives to change as a result of increased artificial intelligence and robotics. We've had a couple of SMSs. Someone says, um, I worked in advertising in the 80s and the more human lookalike for a cartoon character in the ad, the less successful and liked it was and that there are empirical studies and surveys on this. So I'm not sure who wrote this, but uh, go and look at this theory. It's called the uncanny valley and it talks exactly to that. Someone else says, murder surely is a morality issue, not intellectual. Well, I think it's both, but I I agree with you. I do think um, once you start to talk about murder and specifically murder of a robot, it becomes morally ambiguous. If you um, if you are killing off a robot because it it is angering you, well, then what is it? Is that murder or is that just simply dismembering 
the robot. <laughs>